The Peculiar History of the Ruffle by Christina Newland from Racked. In the conclusion to the 1975 film The Stepford Wives, a series of docile, cheerful housewives push shopping carts through sterile supermarket aisles. Blank-eyed, fabulously attired, and with limited brain capacity, they're robotic replacements for real women. Their wardrobes are all pastel and cream, featuring floppy hats, lush curls, and, most notably, elaborately ruffled blouses and dresses. The ruffles are a throwback to the 50s and a clear statement of delicate womanhood. As a sartorial detail, the ruffle has a long and sometimes checkered history. It's seen as one of the most obviously feminine fashion statements, often, as with the Stepford Wives, in a sickly sweet way. Ruffles conjure up insipid images of gone-with-the-wind-era Southern Bells, 1950s debutantes, and Shirley Temple. A grown woman can swan through the streets in a baby pink coat or a vertiginous pair of heels, but until recently, ruffles could be a difficult thing to pull off without feeling like a walking confection. This all began to shift in spring and summer of 2016, when designers from Gucci to Balenciaga popularized the flourish all over again. Whether layering frills on chiffon dresses or carefully structuring ultra-modern hemlines, sartorial demand for the ruffle seemed to reignite. The look has since leaked steadily onto the high street, resulting in some beautiful iterations, from this minimal Zara shirt to this more flamboyantly outré CMEO collective dress. Judging by spring and summer of 17 runways, whether it's Rodarte's fabulously girly lace or Yoji Yamamoto's all-black sculptural aesthetic, the ruffle isn't going anywhere. A cursory look around Topshop or Zara reveals ruffles both ultra-girly and borderline avant-garde. They decorate hemlines and sleeves, fluttering diaphanously or standing stiff and starched. You can find them on flat boots or oversized blouses. And while there's plenty out there that still signifies the demure and the ladylike, the most interesting pieces lean into the realm of the modishly minimal, the architectural, and the cutting edge. In fact, the association between frills and girlishness is a relatively modern one. Historically, ruffles were unisex. They first came into being in 16th century Spain, when soldiers wore several layers of clothing and often slashed their sleeve ends to reveal the fabric beneath. The natural wrinkles that appeared were then appropriated by garment makers, who sewed flexible strings into their clothes. These could be pulled tighter to give a fashionable ruffled appearance. This culminated with the Elizabethan-era ruff, a heavily starched and wildly uncomfortable-looking accessory. The posture-correcting ruff was worn by both men and women of high standing, from William Shakespeare to Queen Elizabeth I. At the height of their popularity, they could span up to a foot in width, sometimes requiring internal wire to keep them in place. A hot iron, not dissimilar to a fire poker, was even invented to expertly pleat the fabric. Later on, both men and women's fashions featured the lace sleeve or necktie as a more gentle interpretation of what had come before. In the 18th century, stiff cambric shirts made from a material similar to linen became popular for men. Cambric was also used to make jabots, heavily ruffled neckties worn by men to cover the openings of their dress shirts. Even as trouser lengths and skirt widths changed drastically over the years, the ruffled necktie remained in style. Portraits of any number of famous 18th-century figures reveal how much of an all-purpose accessory the jabot could be. 
From the royal opulence of Marie Antoinette to the radical fervor of the American revolutionary Alexander Hamilton, the ruffle was everywhere. It transcended both political stance and gender. In Victorian England, women's dresses were decorated with bustles, tears, and ruffles. But the best-remembered vogue of the 19th century must be the menswear craze for dandyism. Sporting immaculately tailored coats, tight pantaloons, and the elaborately tied or ruffled cravat, the dandy has a monopoly on our images of men wearing ruffles. From Lord Byron to Beau Brummel, the early 19th century saw the rise of the fashion-obsessed, decadent man. Ridiculed as essentially effeminate and shallow, it was a short-lived trend. By the end of the 19th century, simple, unadorned collars or neckties were the norm for men. So it was really only in the 20th century that the ruffle was pushed out of the realm of acceptable men's attire. In the 19-